Atlantic Rants. Oh, hang on. You know what I was going to do? I was going to start it differently. Welcome to the Transvestite Rants. <laughs> Episode 23. I'm Fraser over in England. I'm joined by Jeremy. No, I'm not in England, am I? Fraser in Canada, joined by Jeremy in England. Hey, Carlito, man, look at me. I went nappies, man. I go nothing. Carlito, man, Carlito. I think we're going to have to have a listenership uh, request for you to do your impressions. I was thinking that each each one I could do a um, a certain film. I mean, obviously everyone's going to know that because it's in the it's in the, uh, the statement what the film that is. But people can try and good guess. fellas, huh? Good fellas. Do I, I can't. I, I have to do them new, don't I? No, that one's from Goodfellas. No, that's from Carlito's Way. Uh, I know. That's why it's got Carlito in the title. I know, I've heard you do it for 20 years. Ah, uh, you just didn't know what the title was. No, I was going to say Scarface. If I thought about it, I would have got it. Oh, all right. You all right? Yes, fine, thank you. Nice. i got to have a rant about the weather again, though. Go on. Oh, man. We got Can another we? dose of... It's coming. We got another dose of spring at the weekend, where the weather wasn't too bad. It was nice. And then this week, we had an ice storm. Where did it, I know. <laughs> what happens there? Right. It a uh, lot of rain and then the temperature just dropped and basically everything got covered in ice. So you wake up in the morning, the whole car was just covered in a sheet of ice. All the trees covered in ice. Everything was covered in ice. It was very interesting, but you know, again, still middle of April. Getting to the middle of April, everyone's just like, "You've got to be kidding me." It's almost getting like that film Armageddon. It was not Armageddon. That was a terrible film. Um, uh, Armadillo. <laughs> Armadillo? What's that? <laughs> What's that film? Crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. Armadillo. <laughs> What's, What's that film? Oh, do you know what? I just, I just give up. There's a, there's a film with um, where the, 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 the temperatures all drop and all the rest of it, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, tomorrow. Huh? The day after tomorrow? That's it, the day after tomorrow. Which someone quite rightly said, what, the next day? <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> yeah. A ridiculous title. But they have it in that where, you know, the, the, the temperatures are changing and the rest of it. And there's a belief that we're going to go in some sort of ice age or, or what have you. you know. But, um, so yeah, no, gosh, it is strange, mate. We've had, um, 
rain, sun, then rain, sun. And this is all happening pretty much at the same time. Very weird. Very strange. What's going on out there? Listeners, tell us. Tell us what's going on out there. You tell me there. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> so I can't keep going on. I, I'm not hungover, by the way. This is why I'm sort of full of this. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you straight away. Hungover, but I didn't. I didn't. Was going to ask you straight away, but I didn't want to make it. The, the well, let's talk through Jeremy's alcoholism podcast. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm good, mate. No, I'm, um... That's good. Have you bought a Volkswagen transport? <laughs> I'm gonna have a look at the first couple of cars out there on the market. I've seen a fair few. Um, I've looked at all sorts, mate. I've been looking at Volvos. I've been looking at Hondas. I even looked at a Mercedes at one point, and they are so stupidly expensive. You know, people are just driving around in houses. They are driving around in houses. And um, so I've gone back to the Honda. So watch this space. There will be some update on what's going to go on. I, and also, mate, because the missus hasn't got a car, I've now become like a taxi man. I've got to come back from work and pick her up from the various different places she's wandered off to with our son. So, um, car is on the agenda. What's on our agenda? Today. Uh, well, we have from you uh, cyclists on Lycra. Cyclists in Lycra. They could be on Lycra. They could be. Touching cloth. Uh, shopping with women is one. You mentioned this before and you've brought it up again today. So, this is the hot topic. <laughs> it is. I get a oh, sound yes. bite. I gotta get a sound bite for that hard topic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. There's that, mate. What else? Uh, um, we're gonna do a little sort of chit chat about. I'm, I'm copying something from the veteran gamers where they talked about first movies, best movies, best movie experiences. So I think we'll just uh, have a little chit chat about that. That'll um, go on for a bit, no doubt. And then we are gonna talk. You saw the Hobbit? Yeah. So we'll talk about The Hobbit. Yep. And Just you saw released Luke. out on the PlayStation and all those various different things, and DVD and all the rest of it, so it's quite relevant. But yes. Yeah, and Looper you saw with Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll get to that. Be a lot. It's a, another packed agenda. Yeah, we'll get through it all. Um, the, what else? We had an interesting week on the stats. I think I was sending you some stuff back and forth. We had a massive rise on downloads and which was a bit weird yeah it just went through the roof and, and did that mean that people were actually downloading it or it was just some sort of glitch we're trying to figure that out right now i've actually been talking back and forth with the people who host the podcast so it, it looks like the def- listenership has gone up there's no doubt about that it's steadily, steadily rising now or up could be into double figures soon wow but for one of the episodes, the episode with North Korea and Skyfall just went through the roof. You think that was the I, FBI listening into that? Well, I got worried that it was the North Koreans listening into it. And everybody <laughs> <laughs> marking, marking you down what, for Matt elimination. What, was having a listen in? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the whole of the... Maybe he's it was 29, and he's pro- a 29-year-old fat baby Elvis could bring down civilization as we know it. I don't think he's going to do that. I read a very interesting thing, just to touch upon that, that Seoul, the, the capital of um, Southern Korea, for, for those that are ignorant like me, um, is only 30 miles away from the North Korean border, which basically means that if a war did take place, the North Koreans don't have to have really too much sort of like, 
know, technical superiority and all the rest of it, because they could just lob all sorts of stuff 30 miles away. I mean, even some of their bombs are going to hit 30 miles away. So there, there really is, for the Southern Koreans, a, a concern. And also, and I didn't know this, but the UK signed in 1958 a treaty that was the major peace treaty with all parties, which was actually a truce. So it, technically the war still continues, but um, it was a truce, which means that we could step in and have to legally assist Southern Korea if they get into a war with North. Isn't that quite scary? Yeah, but legally we'd have to do that. I don't think well, we'd have a, well, maybe a moral obligation. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but, but I think when you get to that sort of level of politics or, poli- or or whatever, you know, legally, really, at the end of the day, who's going to pay? You know, it always makes me laugh when you know there's always, uh, you know. Um, you know, you, uh, a UN ruling that you're not allowed to do this in war. I can't imagine anyone really adheres too much. When it finally comes down to a war, does any one side go, oh, wait a second, we can't fire that missile, we're not allowed to? No. It's just not going to happen, is it? It's like a... Anyway, the North Koreans... Will- in the ring, and they're just swinging around, and all, all hell breaks loose. The North Koreans will be loading their bombs into the wheelbarrows and running them across the border to Seoul. There's another interesting thing. They had a... a, a, a a guy that's kind of like you know, like James has their their sort of like experts on on aircraft and tanks and all the rest. So this guy's sort of an expert on, on um, I, I suppose, basically warheads and all the rest of it. And he said that there's so much posturing going on by the Northern Koreans of literally just taking like these rockets, and they're all um, they're most of these these rockets that have to constantly be refueled every 50 minutes because it's liquid fuel stuff just basically evaporates um, but they're not doing that so they're literally just moving this stuff around placing it and it, and it is this kind of you know what we were discussing like you just imagine they're made of wood and, and you're just moving all these different wooden missiles moved the wooden missiles uh-huh. uh, all over the place just to sort of just say uh, yeah 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 come on and all it takes is that little kind of like little trigger and a little sort of concern or a bullet misfired by one of the soldiers or whatever it is and then it's just going to happen, man. And it's just going to be this thing. It's going to be... It's quite scary. I, mean, I think China needs to step in, have a word with Fat Baby Elvis, and just replace the whole leadership. You know, just go in there and go, we've had enough of your shit. Because they have. I mean, diplomatically, China are absolutely fed up to the back teeth of North Korea and their stupidity. Um, and they want a complete leadership change. There you go. FBI, CIA, um, MI5, MI6... All of you guys, you can increase our listenership by hearing all these keywords, Osama bin Laden, Osama bin Laden, bullet, 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 um, all these different things. Oh, you can all start listening in, because we need the listenership. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see how that plays out. I was reading uh, an article about some North Korean spy who said that... Oh no! It was um, Kim Kim Jong Un's or Kim Jong Il's chef that had defected back in the 90s or the 80s, and he said that you know all the North Koreans they all have like one TV or a radio in their house which is tuned to the uh, party political broadcasts, and then you know and it's all there. And when if they get checked in their houses, then they have their radios and TVs all set up, and then as soon as you know 
anyone's without, you know, away from earshot, they sort of open up the bread basket and bring out the radio that they listen to normally, which is all tuned into South Korea, and they have other TVs, and oh. they're, all hand, they're all handing DVDs of South Korean shows back and forth. So it would be interesting to see what would happen if they just went in and changed the leadership. And, oh, well, you know, right. they can't, all the people can't be that. Well, they're not as long as saying, you know, when they're, they're running to the boat to Fat Baby Elvis with some severe short back and sides going on, isn't it? I mean, that is some severe, severe razor action going around them ears, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah. Oh, God, he's just got to be taken out. Can't people just get in there and take him out? I'm sure they can. Get the more rational kind of one. I think everybody hoped that, you know, there would be a, a, a rational replacement and they've just got a complete ignorant moron hugging basketball players and uh, oh god do you know what I mean crikey talk about yeah. greatness being thrust upon somebody anyway yeah. mate we've, I'm sorry massively digressed um, MI5 CI uh, uh, CI5 MIA <laughs> ASIP YMCA Okay, well, let's move on to a topic then. Let's give you something to get going on. Cyclists in Lycra. You should start. I, 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 honestly, I'm talking too much now. Yeah, you're very good at it. Walking all the time. He's always talking. Probably Charlie Bearbin. I'm talking. Probably Charlie Bearbin. Go on, mate. You, you start a rant. And what? Cyclists in Lycra? Yeah. You must. It's your rant. Okay, well, I'll, all right, I'll start off and <laughs> Get going. Okay, let's get Just going. do your job. I was taking the wife to, to Windsor, and it's one of those kind of classic sort of um, Sundays where you're sort of driving along, and literally, and it, there's never a better stereotype than a Sunday driver in the UK, where people, old men and women, dust off their rovers and give them a polish, and then get into them and drive them at five miles an hour on the wrong side of the road. Um, and you used to have that, and, and you still get that. You get these sort of ridiculous drivers that just come out, and they're obviously visiting their, their indoors and all the rest of it and holding everybody else up. But then you also get what I can only describe possibly as the kind of like sexless, singleton estate agents in Lycra, where men just get onto bikes in the tightest-fitting, most garish costume <laughs> they could possibly put on, almost like a really hideous... Overly, re- overly revealing kind of like um, all-in-one jobby and um, with lots of sponsorship stuff on by people that they aren't sponsored by but you know, they spend a lot of money on this crap and a lot of money on these bikes because they, are, they just spend their weekends polishing these bikes. Um, and then they get onto the roads thinking that they're kind of like a drugged-up Lance Armstrong and just literally block off everybody and they go like three or four-fold holding everybody up, getting in the fucking way. And we're going to have to say this is going to be point <laughs> because long-time listener of the show, Shawnee Boy, who is always riding in, giving us good support, he's a cyclist. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't know. You're not friends with him on Facebook, I don't think, so I get to see the pictures of Shawnee Boy in his cycling gear going out with his friend Brian. And his, his, his sponsorship by American Post or whatever. and <laughs> stamps all over him. Yeah, I'd have to dig out. I'd have to dig out one of the pictures and find it. it but no offense, Shawnee boy. Uh, Shawnee boy, uh, mate, you'll probably. Want to <laughs> well, hopefully, you're, you're, you know. He's all right. He's the exception to the rule. Oh, okay. Well, 
I'm not trying to offend, you know, the, the cyclists that go out there and they stick to single breast, but when they go out en masse and you're getting 10, 15 of these sexless estate agents going out there, you know, being all buddy-buddy with their men in their tight, sweaty lycra and holding everybody up, then that's why I've got a major issue with it. And these guys do, and I, I was with the wife, and there was, you know, they, they had a, it was literally like a whole clan of sexless, like, imbeciles all going out on their bikes and then there was just this one big ape it was like bowser you know in like mario kart we just get bowser's big ape type moron who just was like swinging out and i could see him keep swinging out so i gave him a really wide berth when i was trying to overtake him this is after being 10 minutes stuck behind these guys when they suddenly think oh we'll let them all go past we'll let the cars go past you know the cars are the ones that are paying for these roads to be maintained you ignorant peasants so anyway I overtake this this, this guy, uh, I'm coming round, and he swings right out, forcing me literally off the road. I come round him, and I beep him, and he's giving me two fingers, and I just, and I had my missus, who knows that I'm going to turn into the Incredible Hulk um, at any given time, and probably stop the car, try and find, I'd love to just get out of the car with an AK-47, like, <laughs> stand on top of my roof, go, what, what are you going to do, fat man? What are you going to do? Because I'm going to shoot you front of all of your fucking imbecilic sexist state agents, salesmen, car salesmen, fucking mates, right here, right now, because you don't have any respect for anybody else on these things. You see, you get on your bike, you somehow now own the road, you tiny dick little freak. And then as he's sitting there, and in his lycra, this big sort of darkening patch starts to appear on one leg of his thigh, you know, and starts to drip down. Uh, is this ha- is this sorry? Is this happened or is this the fantasy? <laughs> this is this is what needs to happen. This, this is the fantasy where he's now wet himself. Yeah, he's now wet himself. There's this dribbling little patch, and he's crying and he's asking for his mummy. <laughs> and I'm standing there with a big cigar and a big USA flag flying in the background behind me. I guess all right. I'll, I'll, Actually, I'll can I interrupt you there? Yeah. This is something we've never covered. You're actually How's it going, you- man. Is the sound going? Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Uh, you're actually of American heritage, aren't you? Yeah. So you should wave a flag. <laughs> you could wave a flag. I could. America, me and you. Grandfather's yes. from Wyoming. Um, yeah, no, I'd, and I would get back in the car, and after that shocking incident, my wife just looked at me, and there just nothing would be said. She would just shake her head, take a big, deep breath, and go... Another one? I go, yeah. And then I'll... (laughs) (laughs) But it is, it's so dangerous, honestly. It's the danger, really. And I I just think, I'm going to hit this guy and then I'll be to blame because I was behind him. And it's forcing drivers to take more risks with oncoming traffic. It's just, I've got respect for being out on the roads. I've even got respect for some of these fat guys trying to lose some poundage because I'm going to be probably joining them. But I will not ride double or treble quadruple or what's five time? What's the five one? Quinn. Quinn, is it? Quinn trip, sugar, 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 sugar. You know, to these people all dressed up on a Sunday. It's like, go, just go and have some sex. Go and do something useful. So, if you... Your grandfather was from Wyoming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go on this one. Does that mean you could get a passport for America? Possibly. Yeah. My um, my great. If you moved to America, would you get a gun? I I, I well I, the only reason why I would get a gun, 
is to do what I suppose everybody else says, is that I don't want to be in my house when someone comes in, possibly with a gun, and I'm there with a plastic spoon. Okay. Ah, ah, wait there now, just wait there now, put that down, please. I, I, you know, I'd actually have something that I could just basically shoot with the head with. I would get a gun. I'd, t- I'd probably have a collection. I probably would turn into one of those ones, you know, where they just literally have an M60 strapped to the top of a of a four by four, you know, <laughs> with, with with a sort of like stars and stripes flying in the background. Yeah, you're going to keep picking up on this now, aren't you? Yeah, I've forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm very proud of my grandpa. He flew, he flew uh, Dakotas in the war. He flowed. Flowed. <laughs> he flowed. <laughs> he flowed and he flowed all over the Atlantic. Anyway, that's my rant, mate. It's a very short and sweet one, but it, it, it's it's psyched. So, guys, if you are on your bike, uh, surely, boy, um, can you can you go and just ride around a cycle track somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I suppose it's a good one. It's relevant. The roads are too small in England for cyclists and cars. Like they are. They, they really are. See, in America, you get in like Florida, you have these big sort of like um, tracks that literally follow the main sort. Of, they literally follow the motorway. You get on your bike and you can cycle down those, and it's obviously keeping cars and cyclists separate because there is a hatred. There always has been. There's a hatred between, and, and, and it goes in this kind of like level: trucks hate vans, and basically, well, trucks hate everybody. Um, vans hate everybody apart from trucks because they kind of got a bonomy of like we're truck drivers and van drivers together kind of like thing. Then you have cars hate motorcyclists and cyclists with a passion. And motorcyclists and cyclists hate obviously the way up as well. They hate that. And there's generally obviously these various different like interactions of, of hatred. But I, I have a lot of hatred. Um, not hatred, that's probably too strong, but, but irritation, I think. And you're probably going to have to step in here. Motorcyclists as well, mate. They do exactly the same thing. You see these guys, and they're kind of like, you know, just doing that little like thing. We're casually, you know, going along on our bikes, and then they zoom round you, and they're cutting in and out of you, and all the rest of it. And you're trying to move over for them, and they never thank you. Um, yeah, well, I gave someone the. Uh, you would have. I gave someone the satisfaction of that because I had a motorbike. And I remember I went past this guy, and I can even remember, I went past this guy down a country road, and I remember in my mind thinking, yeah, I'm going to black past this guy, and I just put, you know, dropped it down again and went flying past, and I was like, yeah, man, that's the way to do it. And then he comes around the corner, and I'm flat out crashed. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd come off on a corner and plowed a furrow with my head. So, and he pulled up, and it was so embarrassing. It's not me, it's the connection. Well, have you got it on with sellotape? Are you on Wi-Fi? Yes. Why don't you get a wired connection? I have got a wired connection, but it's normally you. you, you I, I don't know what you... You, you must wind your, your, your PC up with a wooden spoon. There's probably a, a, an army of gerbils cooling down your processor. It's not me, mate. It's you. Yeah, it might be the video as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this guy came around the corner and... You know, he picks me up off the floor. You know, he says, oh, you went past me at a rate of knots, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, fine, fine. So my guts of my bike were ripped open. Oh, mate. Was that when I weirdly rang you? Yeah, you might have rung me. 
you had an accident and something told me, ring Fraser, I don't know what it was, and I rang you up and you were sitting, I was the first person you think you spoke to, you were sitting on a verge after you'd come off your bike. But I only have a crash It's a very strange kind of telepathy thing going on there. You know. Yeah, so... There is. Motorcyclists, I'm sorry, you know, especially in London, where you get these couriers going in and out. Uh, There just isn't enough room for everybody. And motorcyclists are incredibly kind of militant. We're all together, kind of union, aren't they? Everyone just sticks up for each other, this lot. But, again, you dress up like Power Rangers. You get onto your itchy Fanny 5000 mobile and off you go. (laughs) <laughs> the itchy fanny 5000 yeah. a cash shortage <laughs> are you on your cash shortage yeah before 4,000 oh yeah well yeah the problem is anyone who's rushing around you know cars, vans, bikes anyone who rushes around is a problem and a danger aren't they so they are, you know. I, I think the problem with motorcycles is, is that you've got an incredible amount you keep saying you now. You're lumping me in with well, the Well, you, you, you're just about... My argument's just going to follow from what you just said. Have an incredible amount... It's a very phallic kind of thing, isn't it? Having all that power between your legs. And you kind of wonder if a lot of motorcyclists are making up with things by having all that power under their legs. Artificial power between their legs. But anyway, come on, I'm going to get some stir up some of you motorcyclists. Especially you, Darren. Eh? Quite uh, cool. Yeah. But is there just little, like, walnut whip going on down there? Anyway... Um, the, the, they can go at these speeds, you know, not 60, what is it, three seconds or something or other. They just love it. I just think we just need to get big tracks where these guys can just go around and, and, and maim themselves. They get big insurance policies so that we're not hammering the NHS. And they go yeah. and well, they, you know what, I watched, yeah, I watched um, uh, an art, uh, a program on the uh, MotoGP riders, and at the end of, the, end of it, every... Uh, rider was saying you know I would never ride on the road it's too dangerous so um, I would consider I would love to have another bike but not on the road I would consider getting a bike just for a track and just riding it on a track that's the way to do it it's too dangerous on the road for bikes it's dangerous here for bikes in Canada I thought you you'd know. have lots of expansive areas where you could go off and you wouldn't see any, any it's not, that's not the problem the problem at le- in England at least the car drivers and not all of them have a bit more of an awareness of bikes because there are a lot of bikes on the road and they're on the roads all year round but here they're just really not people in cars here they're just blinkered um, so very dangerous for bikes so um, but there we go anyway one day so I'm sorry I've offended all motorcyclists and cyclists uh, together but as we all know you hate us we hate you truck drivers hate everybody Band drivers, like truck drivers, behave such and such. It's all a wonderful symbiotic relationship. It's a melting pot, and we wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely. <laughs> now, people that are on tricycles and on... Un- is it, what's what's it, a unicycle? Unicycle. An unicycle. <laughs> a unicycle. We don't hate you guys yet, but I'm sure we will. Thank yeah. You. Okay. Well, look, that one's running out of gas. Okay. Let's go on to shopping with women. Tell me You're about your not... experiences, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell you mine. Shopping uh, with your wife and your kids. I don't really go shopping with my wife very often. 
to be honest with you. I think we've worked that one out. I think you get to a point where, when you have a family, that time is of the essence. So there's no point in two of you going and doing the weekly shop. There's just no point. One of you might as well go do it while the other one looks after the kids. Um, I don't go shopping for... I don't go out and go shopping just to go wander but around the shops. You must have at some point in your life taken your wife clothes shopping. Yeah, maybe... One, may, yeah, no, uh, yeah, everybody's done that. Uh, every guy's done that and gone through the, you know, the hell of just sitting down, finding those seats in the uh, clothes shop and sitting down and, uh, you know, waiting while your wife or girlfriend tries on another, you know, the eighth pair of jeans and comes out and says, what do you think of these ones? And you just like, yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Get those. Please get those. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, please, please, please. I, it, the, the thing, mate, that... Release me from this purgatory please it's the whole thing you know we, we go into a shop and we buy something completely ill-fitting and awful and then we just buy it and, and it's job done you know with women there's this kind of constant consideration and going back and forth and all the rest of it. And, and women are really weird when they shop it's almost like everything's going to be sold out if they don't get that item now so you get these very obsessive and they normally do it in pairs and even like if you get the triple kind of like women deal going on in some of the shops where they're are in there and they're in this zone and literally their eyes glass over and they are looking at these various different items and it's just like this sort of surreal thing because I, I had a long time I, I took the wife last week to, to go shopping for her birthday and this was like a three or four hour marathon of pain of trying to find somewhere to sit of, and I, was, I'd have to, I'd have to say I was hungover as well it doesn't help never ever ever go clothes shopping when you're hungover because it exacerbates it Increase the pain tenfold. So I was yeah, there. Yeah, of course it does. Oh, um, it did. Especially when it's a kind of like, yeah, I mean, and it wasn't even we were even zoning in on a certain item. We were doing the whole spectrum the shoes, the bags, the jackets, the jeans, the, the, you know, the whole lot, and everything has to be picked up, felt, analyzed, looked at, come back, look at it, analyze it. Is it right? Is it not? Is it such that? Do you like it? No, I, no, I don't care. Just, just, no, you don't care. Why don't you care? I said, oh, I'm just standing here. What do you want me to say? It's nice. Well, what do you mean nice? Does it look very big? Am I bigger than this? No, no. You look nice. No, your voice is raising. Why is your voice raising? You're lying. Oh, God, I'm just going to go and sit down. Well, you're not even interested. Why do you take me shopping if you're not even interested? Yes, yeah, so you should never, on. ever have been there in the first place. I shouldn't have, mate. I literally, in Australia, they have a, you can go and sit and have a beer in some of the places. They've kind of got it figured out that men are going to be bored. And I want to see, like, waiting rooms like areas that men can go to with some magazines and stuff you sit down read some magazines they might even have you know uh, they should have I got it you know what they should have they should have a gun range in the back yeah I'm just going to go off and shoot the gun right (laughs) you go off unload a magazine into a cardboard cutout of Osama Bin Laden or Kim (laughs) Jong-il there you go get the aggression out yeah I, do you know what? I think that's got mileage, mate. I think that has got mileage. Or, or, or you could, you know, or just have little cinema bits, and the blokes could just go in there, watch some films, um, and then no, you know, not films. You see, you need something where you're going to expend the energy because you're getting so frustrated. So even if it's just like a punch bag and some of those gladiator sticks, yeah, big foam bats, 
So all the blokes can go into a room at the back and hit each other with foam bats. <laughs> like a mini fight club. <laughs> but I was thinking in the cinema you could have a lot of like touch pads and it would have cameras of your wife and she would say, and you have a green and red button saying, do you like this? You watch the film and you just push red or green to sort of give her a decision, you know. Because this is why I think women go out together, so they can also say, what, what do you think? And then they have their little discussion. She go, well, what about the one in purple? What about the one in pink? What about the such and such? You know, and that works for the men just don't have that kind of, like, depth of interest. You know, they're sort of standing there, scratching bits of themselves. You know, I was, leaning, I was trying to find places to sit, mate. It's no bad, because you go and sit where people are trying on the shoes, and then you just feel like you're sort of a spare wheel, so you, you, you get these strange looks from these women that you're sort of... Sort of shoe fetish man that wants to go and see them putting on shoes so you then go and move to somewhere else and that's normally the clothes section and, and you're sort of stuck down and your wife can't see where you are so she keeps calling where you are so you then find I was going to lean against this post and then you're leaning against the post and everyone's kind of like walking apart and giving these strange sort of looks like, you just feel really awkward I felt really awkward I felt like a sausage in a Muslim canteen <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, well, you won't be doing that again, will you? I, 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 the problem is, though, mate, is that, that you always get the call-up. The call-up comes. You never know when it's going to be. It's going to go, should we, should we go shopping? And you hear those dreaded words, and you can't think of enough excuses. You don't need an excuse. You're just going to have to say no. Uh, like, talk it out. <sighs> what, with a chart and a PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Let me just fire up PowerPoint. This is why I can't go shopping. <laughs> These are the bullet chart. points. These are the reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you need to be, mate. You need to have that kind of like, yeah. Because it, the calling's going to happen again, and I just don't, I just don't have the interest. It's going to happen today. See, my wife says whenever we're going out anywhere, she says, I haven't got anything to wear. And I hear those words, and I think, "Oh no, oh God!" <laughs> and, it, and, and, I, and last night, I heard them again. I haven't got anything to wear, and I said, "Well, you've got cupboards of stuff, cupboards and drawers full of things. I can't wear that. I'm always wearing the same thing. You just don't understand." I think I might get a jacket. We can go into town. I can get a jacket, and I just thought, "I'm just going to be there with my son. He's been looking at me. I'm looking at him." I was gonna just—I don't know, mate. It's like you said, please, please, <laughs> let me go. Let me, let me live. I only want to live. But anyway, there we go. Clothes shopping. Yeah, I feel your pain. You're gonna have to just put the foot down. It's just like no. I—I I think that it's gonna get to a point though where you just—you know—your wife. You have this. You have your son. It's got to be getting to a point where your wife just wants to escape and go shopping without you. Why does she want to take you? Do you know, I think in a really weird way, she values my opinion. I'll put it out there. But I think, I think she, 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 you know, I'm probably in touch with my, my feminine side to, to a greater extent. And, um, yeah, perhaps she thinks that my opinion is about valid. I think, that, I think women need, when they go shopping... You need to put that in the bullet points of the PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> my 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 opinion is not valid. I lie all the time <laughs> in little uh, italics and smaller fonts underneath it. Don't believe anything I say. Yeah. So 
It's coming, mate. We're going to have to go and find some jacket, you know, something or other. <sighs> so, yeah. I, I, I bet every man that's listening to this, and now I don't know if we have any women listeners, but um, if we do, men hate it. They hate shopping for themselves, let alone shopping for you. That's why when, when the internet was born and men could go and buy really badly ill-fitting things and never bother sending them back, so we just got stores and stores of stuff that's terrible, um, that, that we could just get stuff and not have to have any interaction of going around and trying various different bits and pieces on. <clears throat> you know. So, yeah. yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Okay. Next. Okay, so the next stuff, I think, um, you're going to talk us through some film stuff, aren't you? Yeah, well, okay, I'm going to pick this. This is is plagiarised from uh, the veteran gamers did this on a podcast the other day, but I just thought it was so good, I'm going to nick it and do it. So they were just covering, so so somebody just asked the question, what was the uh, first movie you can remember going to? Fox and the Hounds. Really? Hound, yeah. Disney. Disney? Yeah. 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 We, we try to go and see Watership Down a lot. Um, obviously, something completely miserable to take your children to, but um, we couldn't get in anywhere. It was absolutely sold out. This is in the days when people, you know, films were... And, and we're getting a little bit more like that now. We get these sort of, like, films and can't get in there because the queues go around the block. Yeah, Fox Nouns. How about you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember at all. I can't really remember exactly. I think it maybe might have been Snow White. Because I can remember going to see that when I was very young. Wow. I can obviously remember going to see Star Wars, where I would have been six. Well, what film did you first see and you thought, because Fox Nouns, it was whatever, what film did you see and you thought, this is the future, this this is the big one. Because I've got in my mind my one. I think it might have been Snow White. Or this is what do you mean? This is the future. This is the, well, when you saw a film and you thought this is fantastic, you're, you, you know the sound, everything else. It was the way to see a film. I don't know. Probably Star Wars, Top Gun, Top Gun, where you you, you got this feeling of the plane shooting around and, and the sound going around your back. That that was a real film experience. Top Gun. Unfortunately, it had obviously a Hobbit in it, um, and I saw him in another film. Um, Rain Man, which actually, he's so smarmy and, and it, you just feel that he brushes his teeth with his own poo. He's got such a shit-eating grin, hasn't he, Tom Cruise, in everything. He's got that kind of grin. And he's a strange-looking guy, isn't he? Well, look, yeah. Isn't he? Well, look, look, the next anyway, question sorry. on here was, yeah, I know you're off, but bring you back, just pull you down off the ceiling there as you're <laughs> Hang on, he's floating away again. He's floating away on the Tom Cruise balloon. Uh, yeah, well, the next... Snow the, White. Next, yeah, the, so the next one was the best cinema experience, you oh, know, the sorry. best movie movie going experience you can remember going to. So would that have been Top Gun, or was there other movies that? Sure, I, see, I can tell you mine. Go on. Without a doubt, was going to see Rocky Four. I remember going to see Rocky Four, and it was not the best movie in the world, obviously, but it was one of those things. We all went on a Saturday afternoon, and the place was just packed with kids, Rocky and every. Four. Rocky Four, and every kid in there was just hyped up on sugar and rockiness, and it was just mental in there, mental, absolutely mental. Everyone was going nuts. Everyone got into the movie. When Rocky won at the end, everyone was throwing their popcorn around, and their sweets were flying all over the place. 
Uh, which is great. Mate, you've just invented a wonderful word to describe that kind of rockiness. <laughs> it's just great. I'm going to I'm have to nick that and, and, and use that to describe, you know, like, get, like you need a bigger boat for, like, you've got really big people that are getting onto planes, we're going to need a bigger boat. Um, but rockiness, love that. Rocky Four. Yeah. Mate. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it was the best film in the world, but in terms of actually being in the cinema and having fun, it was great. Every kid came out of there and wanted to be a boxer. I think for me it was back-to-back Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi in one day. They did every film, and it was a slough cinema. And they That was where I saw Rocky IV. Oh, did you? When, yeah. when it, it's now they knocked it all down, and they turned it into some god-awful... Regis, I think, kind of office place. You know, those strange, soulless places there. Sorry, Regis, but they are. Um, they're the sort of weird places you can hide, but they had those wonderful big steps, didn't they? It was, it was all very grand, wasn't it, Slough Cinema? I don't remember it being too grand. It wasn't, but it, but it had the old, you'd have the kiosk. It was just such a good day out going there, because we did have to go, you have to head down to the train station, get the train over there. You know, it was good. Good fun going there on a Saturday afternoon. I've got, I've got to tell you a funny experience. But sorry, just to sidetrack, but it is, it is funny. We, when I was uh, fourteen, um, we wanted to go and see Nightmare on Elm Street there, and it obviously was an eighteen, and I was the youngest looking one out of the three of us wanted to go. So we, we, we went off and we sat in um, Burger King or something. Or not Burger King. It was probably Wimpy. And they were sort of going, go on, Jess, you can do it. You know, you, you've just got to basically go in there and just sort of act more, you know, act mature, sort of just act that you are 18 or arrested. I said, okay, okay, right, okay. Well, what should I do? Should I, should I just, just go in there and just pretend that you're sort of like you're an adult? And if they sort of say, you know, whatever, just, you know. So we had this big kind of like pet talk, me going, um, building myself up to go in there. So I went up to the, the, the kiosk and there's this kind of woman just sitting there, you know, 50, 60 year old sort of like, blue rinse and she said yeah and I went and I didn't want to mention the film because I thought if I mention the film she's obviously immediately going to sort of like you know like clock that I'm not not 80 so I went and my voice hadn't broken at that point still hasn't um, I went I have one cinema one please she went I'm sorry can I have one for cinema one please and she said you want to go and see Nightmare on Elm Street I said yeah yeah, 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 yeah. she said and you're not 18 are you I'll like, never forget this, because my friends were still going away. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> and she said, well, you can't see that film. You have to be 18. And I went, oh, okay then. <laughs> and off we went. And, 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 and the guys were just sort of behind, because so, so they hadn't heard the whole kind of like thing. And I, she, and I said, oh, oh she, she, she wanted ID. I have went, oh, all right. And then we went back to Wimpy to kind of like break down what might have been in the film or whatever. But I, I'll never forget the shot when she actually just put me on the thing. It was like almost like that scene out of The Great Escape when he said, which is, you know, um, the Scottish guy, good luck. And he's supposed to obviously reply back in, in, in German. So, you know, that's just Island Flim Flim or whatever. And he goes, thank you. And then they chase him. And it was like that moment where my, my whole story had been ruined. Oh, yeah. Okay, then. See you later. Bye. <laughs> So that's not the best movie experience. No, that was my worst. What about you? What's your worst movie experience? 
Uh, I can remember a, a terrible movie experience. Though not the worst. Worst movie experience c- could be a number of things. But I remember one time I went to the cinema with a girlfriend at the time to go see Mars Attacks. And we were running late for the movie. So we bought our tickets. And we grabbed the tickets. And we ran into, this, into the screen and we sat down watching Mars Attacks because you hadn't seen the film and it's a pretty crazy film we're watching it for about 20 minutes and I'm like this isn't really making much sense we really must have missed something at the start of it in the first 5 or 10 minutes and then the credits ran and I was like we'd run into the wrong screen so then we had to run out again back into the one that we were supposed to be in and of course now we'd missed the first hour of the other one so it was just a cluster it was terrible. I had no idea what was going on. I was so confused. Had you taken her in there to molest her? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I was too confused to do any molesting. <laughs> Just doing that little stretch. Reach, get off. Yeah. Okay, sure. Okay, so what's your uh, favourite movie? I don't think we've ever covered that. Favourite movie? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't ever. I, I not what well, one I've actually seen at the cinema. Or no, no. Just your, what is your favourite movie? I'm. I'm. It's. It's so. Um, it's, it's, it's. It's such a film that everybody kind of loves, especially probably on here. But I have to say, Blade Runner because it's a seminal. I, I've. I, you know, I've got all of the stuff. I've got some, three copies of Blade Runner, and even this like limited edition one. I, I just think it was visionary. Absolutely brilliant film, and I, I'm staggered to this day that Harrison Ford doesn't make a bigger deal out of that. I think it's probably maybe because he didn't get on with Ridley Scott or whatever, but it's such a good film, and it's got such uh, it's just been copied so many times now that that whole vision, and and obviously just wasn't Ridley's vision. Obviously, you had designers and everybody else doing it, but yeah, Blade Runner. How about you? Yeah, nothing so. Uh, um yeah, nothing with such substance for me, I'm afraid. i got to say, my favourite film is Caddyshack. Hang on a second. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> it's coming. Hold on, there's a tumbleweed. In no way or form is that movie a classic of cinema, nor will it ever make any lists for being a classic of cinema. But I've seen it so many times, and it just every time I see it, it makes me laugh. Yeah. It just, Bill Murray is, is on such good form there, and it's Chevy Chase. They're and all they're on good form. Every person that, that fits into that it is a good film. But better than any of those guys is Rodney Dangerfield oh, yeah. in there. He steals that, doesn't he? Where he's just sure pulling up in that... <laughs> pulling up in his convertible Rolls Royce with the Colonel Bogey horn it's just awesome so it is it just makes yeah so you know as a favourite film as a quality film no as a favourite film just makes me smile every time yeah it's gotta have be have you ever one. walked out of a film because I've done this a couple of times which one? Uh, I don't think so. I, I've walked out of When a Man Loves a Woman. Mars Attacks, I walked out <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when a Man Loves a Woman's got Meg Ryan in it. And There's your problem. That's the start. What's happened to her? 
What's happened to her? What were you doing in there? Are certain what were you women doing in that honestly have not done a proof either surgery or whatever? You know, and, 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 and she had that lovely kind of girl next door, and you just thought she's going to have that uh, sort of sunshine kiss kind of like look and she, she you know she would just get older and, 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 and you know she'd still have a certain something but she just looks like a duck now I haven't seen her uh, for ages so I'm we haven't sure. seen her on the screen for ages she's literally just sort of gone off, off the radar I think obviously getting involved with Russell Crowe probably didn't help matters for her but um, she's in there she's playing this alcoholic and it was so comically bad the whole kind of like thing of her literally downing bottles of vodka and, and, and that she'd hidden in the toilet and, and all the rest of it. I just I said to say to the girlfriend at the time, I can't watch this. It is shocking. And then left. But that's not the sort of thing you should be going to the cinema yeah, to watch. Yeah, it's kind of like coercion. It's a kind of rom-commy, kind of girly, filmy thingy, isn't it? You know? Yeah. But, um, what film have you actually gone back and seen twice? That would be interesting. Uh, uh, Star Wars. Yeah. I went back with my sister. I remember that was probably one of my best cinema experiences. Is my parents dropping us off to go see a double header of Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back? Cool. That was good. Uh, that's when handled. Just the sitting there for a Oh yeah, could have sat through it twice. I saw Jurassic Park twice. And I have to say, I mean, they did such a... I know it looks a bit aged now and all the rest of it, but the cinema at the time and the graphics and everything else, it just was quite a, a monumental sort of step forward, I think, in film. I'm always staggered now, mate, the 3D still comes and does around. It was pants when it originally came out, and it's still pants now. If that's... well, Yeah, the great 3D debate, you yeah. know. But, um... Yeah. How much do you pay, actually? Your cinema's expensive. Ours are horrendously expensive. I think we're about $11, $12 for a ticket. What's that in English money? Is it eight or nine pounds. So about ten pounds. Not much change yeah. out of that. I don't know. It's expensive. So. It is. You can go on a Tuesday and get a deal or something. They have a sort of half-price Tuesdays or something, but... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, no, that's, that's interesting. So. I now know that you... Like Snow White, Caddyshack. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, when you put them all down there, Snow White, Rocky Four, and Caddyshack. I have absolutely no credentials for talking about movies on a podcast. Well, you, I think you give the, you give the the, 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 the the man on the streets view, don't you? Yeah. Whereas I've got this kind of obsession with you mean the man by the man on the street? You mean that tramp lying <laughs> in his own Asking for coppers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I was going to do the same questions on games, but uh, we're going to we'll save that till the sure. next one, and we'll cover uh, some of our uh, rose-tinted spectacle views on games. Uh, so let's talk about the Hobbit because you saw uh, that. The Hobbit's um. The Hobbit, in French. Le Hobbit. <laughs> Le Hobbit. Go on, then. Um, the Hobbit. I, I, do you know what? This is one of those films. I saw all of the, the Lord of the Rings films at the cinema, and that was that was another great sort of experience, I think, if you, if you liked. Mr. Tolkien's kind of like, you know, 
thing, and obviously Peter Jackson's vision of that. Because if you've ever read, if any of the guys out there have actually ever read Lord of the Rings, have actually got their enormous copy that you normally have propping up something, because it's just this big beast, like a telephone directory. And normally, I think most people get to the Fellowship of the Ring, and then they're so sick of reading a hey noddy non and a hey noddy no and a hubba dubba hubba <laughs> poems and all the rest of it. They just think, I can't be asked for that. So for someone actually to, to make the effort, I kind of give us, I don't know, a, a takeaway vision of The Hobbit. Of, 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 of the, I read of, of the, the Lord book. Of Rings. It's great. I went back and read the book. Oh, you have? Oh, okay. About five years ago. Well, about five years ago, I went back and read through a man. It, it was a chore. It's a real it, chore. It? It, it is painful. It's brutal. It takes so long yeah. to kind of get going. You've got to be fairly uber nerdish like me. Yeah. Whereas The Hobbit, you can read that oh, in you a can. And I, I, to be it's honest, like, mate, when I found out, I mean... A, you're not allowed to rant about him expanding out into three episodes of three hours each because you've covered that twice, no, I, two I, or three I, times not, already. Um, when I found out it was going to be out, I, I was great, great, going to go and see see the Hobbit, and I heard it was a three-hour film, and I heard loads of various different mixed reviews. And the one sort of thing that kept being said was that the first hour of this ridiculous dinner party that just drags on and on and on and on, you're going to find really tiresome, and then it gets better. And I thought, oh, okay, so. <laughs> it drags on and on and on and on. Well, that was my complaint. So uh, if I, you know, just picking up from what you're saying there is that, you know, in a nutshell, it's an amazing, he's done, you know, it's done again. It looks amazing. It does, but- you know, everything is, fan- you know, unbelievable. You know, fantastic film. It is fantastic filmmaking. Yeah. But it it's the same complaint we have about every film we watch. <laughs> God, it goes it, on. It doesn't need to be that long. That's what, you know, The Hobbit is a small book, and it, it would have been great just doing it in one film. But obviously, the and I have to say this, I'm sorry, Warner Brothers, and in the, in the other ones. There were the other ones that originally released it. Um, the other studio. Well, they're part of Warner Brothers anyway, but the, 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 the sure. greed, I'm sorry, the greed, it just felt like padding, and I, I'm going to tell you why. Right? The, obviously, the dinner party bit was irritating, but what irritated me about that even more was every time someone was going to speak, a little bit of music would just kick in. As, as though we couldn't get into the emotional content of the film about Peter Jackson and his sound editor chucking in some more bloody music on the top of it. Hello, Bilbo Baggins. Hello, Gandalf. <laughs> and then this music just kicks in. And, and, and if <laughs> as they're throwing around the plates. Yeah, doing honestly, I just sort of thought, oh, God, please, please. And, and, and as though we can't, we were too stupid to put any sort of emotional buy-in without having some emotive music in the background. That's my first major gripe. Um, positives, I, I just have to say, the production and the clothes, the costumes and everything else, is just, it is top-notch. It, it is the, the, the detail on that. But then it got to the, the sort of the three trolls, and I thought, you know, you're trying to make a kind of comedy piece here. Obviously, you've based it on the three stooges here, as you're kind of like a bit. And... I thought, okay, that's fair enough. It doesn't actually appear in The Hobbit, but you're obviously padding it out, Peter, aren't you? Because you're just bending over and taking it from the the, the uh, from the Hollywood factory that you've got to like, pad this out. So they have that bit. And I thought, okay. Then they're carrying on. And, and literally, obviously, this book, 
condensed and literally you get to see small the drag straight away but you've got little glimpses of him and I thought that was fairly well done when you're seeing you know how the gold was taken out of like the, 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 the dwarf that was the interesting thing out of the whole thing is the dragon you want to see the dragon's obsession with the gold was interesting and you know they even gave you felt like they'd given the dragon personality but you didn't get to see it. I suppose we're going to get to see more of him in the second one. But it was just, you know, there was an hour of unneeded padding. Uh, unneeded padding of, you know, let's invite the midgets to dinner thing going on. And then there was an unnecessary hour of let's walk around a field and get chased by some orcs. Yeah, and that was again, just uh, what a waste of oh, time. Right. And, and wasn't that just and it, again stealing parts from the original? And obviously, I'm, I, I think I'm gonna have to give the shit sandwich here. Um, Ian McKellen as Gandalf is, is is superb, and I can't think of any other actor that they could have got to give the gravitas to that kind of like an immense character that is is Gandalf. But the amount of times that he employed or the script writers employed the same thing fly 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 to fly to where he'll say one word and then say it again with more sort of accentuation like run run I just kept thinking you're <laughs> doing exactly what you did in the other one you're saying the same sort of stuff that you did to bring some emotion to it you know and I just sort of saw, I, I almost felt mate that it was a copy and paste they literally just gone through the first three films. Go, why don't we just copy out of that? All right, we'll get the dog things chasing um, the Hobbit. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll get that bit in there because that's obviously like a good bit. But I, I have to say that one bit that worked really, really well. And again, I don't. I, gosh, I'm just trying to backtrack and, and think of what's actually in the Hobbit book. Was Sylvester McCoy, who for the Uber nerds here was actually Doctor Who. In a, in a previous incarnation, and he literally went off the track, off the radar. I haven't seen him in anything, but he was a very quirky sort of actor, and he plays this wonderful sort of uh, wizard that's in the in, in the um, in, in, in the wild kind of like thing, where he's got like all this. And I think it, and we can have a discussion here whether it's candle wax or bird poo that's all down his face. I think it was actually bird poo because he's got a nest in his head. Um, I thought he was a wonderful character. I have to say, as a positive. And him being him being led by rabbits on a sleigh, I thought was a genius bit of work. Yeah, I agree. He brought something new to it. See, <sighs> yeah, that was refreshing. That was refreshing, you know. And the new hobbits were refreshing and whatnot. Yep. Gandalf not refreshing. No, I, 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 and again, I just yes, you have to stick to the books, but unfortunately, you know. Well, he's not sticking to the book. Peter, is Peter he? Jackson doesn't he's t- have taking the elastic band of the book and stretching it out. Peter Jackson has a yes man as an editor because lots of those chunks should be edited out. The bit where they finally meet the the, the orc that wants to do him over, you know, the guy with a kind of fork on his orc orc hand, the orc on a fork. Um, that whole bit where they're on the tree and suddenly Gandalf just thinks, oh. Oh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll use one of my... Because he just seems to be bailing them out all the time, all these guys. It's just him and the eagles. Why don't the eagles, in fact... <laughs> the eagles, why don't they just... You know, the eagles should have just been employed right at the start of the Lord of the Rings. Take the ring. Here are eagle. Go and drop that in the, in, in the fires of doom. There you go. Job done. The eagles, again, are utilised again. And you're just thinking, this is just ludicrous. Whenever there's like a big emergency, why don't they just have the eagles around all the time? Are the, are the eagles just there 
sort of, you know, it's a union. Oh, we ain't working those hours. We ain't doing that. <laughs> We're only going to do a little bit of work and then we'll be on there. We need you to take this ring into Mordor. Don't do deliveries, mate. Not part of my contract. Don't go south of the river. Do it. Don't, don't, don't go anywhere near <laughs> south of the river on that one. <laughs> but they employ that again and I think, you know, they've saved the day and, and, and Martin Friedman, I'm sorry, mate. I'm going to have to rant about you. You play the same stupid tit in everything you do. I, honestly, your acting levels go from A and then they just go to A. You literally do you in everything. The bumbling kind of <laughs> bumbling tit. You know. I thought you... Yeah, he didn't really work didn't, for me. Mate. Because it's just, again, he's not... I think that the, the, the first film, mate, uh, the Lord of the Rings stuff, they've got in new actors, all sorts of various people we hadn't seen before, and that really worked. Bringing in Martin Freeman playing the same bloke that he played in The Office, that he plays in Sherlock Holmes, that he played in um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The same guy was just lazy, lazy <laughs> casting. It was. Yeah, he didn't work for me. Okay, well, look, we're okay. at the hour mark, Sorry. so if you any desire to keep... No, that's all right, but if you any desire to keep talking about The Hobbit, so be it. I, I just um, want to say that I, I think it probably would have been on the screen a big, big thing, and I should have seen it in the cinema. It's a big regret I didn't see it to get the full kind of like thing. I think when they were escaping from the mines, yeah, um, didn't like the ending of The Small Dragon. I thought the dragon looked really cheap, the gold and all the rest of it, just the eye there, just just really didn't think that worked. Peace Jackson, if you ever listen to this. Peter <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, if you're ever listening, um, please, mate, edit your stuff. You didn't know how to stop at King Kong. You dragged out that film far, far too long and it lost its charm. And you did the same with The Hobbit. Put it in the special editions that you're going to flog back to us three or four times, you know, that you did with The Lord of the Rings. It's got edition. And we've actually got some more footage. Here's another edition. And we've got some more. You know, just give. Well, that's what's going to happen, isn't it? You're going to get the special editions going to come out with even more content oh, in it. How long? <laughs> They're just going to have Gandalf's beard growing for two hours. And we will just sit there and they just have some. Do 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 And Gandalf's beard just just gradually grows. And we'll sit there and watch it at the dinner party. You know. Mark's out of ten, mate. I'm going to give it a seven. Because I think it is a very, very, very impressive film. I'm just knocking it down for length. So I would give it an eight if it wasn't so long. If you can handle the length or whatever. If you can, hey, know what I mean, handle the length. <laughs> I'll give it a seven. It's not bad. It's just long. Six and, and a half, half the Hey, nonny, nonny music. Keep going on. and uh. uh, Seriously, guys, it, listeners out there, I know you're going to go all skyfall on me on this, but please watch it again. And just when Gandalf and Martin are going to have a little chat, listen to the music kicking in. Listen to the kind of repetitive like elements that they just stole out of the original three films, did a copy and paste. I'm sorry. Yeah. Six and a half. Okay. All right. Okay, well, let's start wrapping up. I'm going to just... Uh, we did get one uh, email from your... Uh, and my friend, John Mouse. Hello, John Mouse. 
strong yet fluffy, <laughs> who gave us a good rant. I uh, was talking about uh, his uh, experiences in a supermarket. Uh, I'll condense his email here. Uh, once when I was working, a poor young woman was having a fit on the floor of an aisle, and other customers were literally stepping over her to continue their shopping. That's just stag- staggeringly. We need to have bad. a rant about that. Can, you, can we lock that one in, mate? Because I, yeah. Lack of social responsibility, we can rant about next week. I think even that one. You know what? I read that one again this morning, and even I had to do a double take. I was like, really? Like, I just can't believe that yeah. it's um and what no, well whatever so uh yeah maybe we should that uh, should do that he made a very good point about you know helping people who are polite and uh you know, well we've probably covered ground like that you make uh, you can attract more uh more bees with honey than you will with vinegar right oh, I so, like that. yeah it's a good phrase we, we well, we picked that up at work because we use that expression at work, me and another guy. Because you have sometimes when you, you know, you're, you're challenging customers or, or and you want to rant at them, but we try and keep ourselves in the in the mindset that we can turn the situation around, you know, still by being pleasant rather than being confrontational. Yeah. I think uh, there's a lot of mileage. I, I do believe that. If you set an example yourself in certain social situations, that the good will overcome. That we've got to write our own script here for a film. Is, is the, the main theme of every film, isn't it? That eventually, that whole wash of goodness start taking out the bad. And I think that's you know, uh, and every if you can do a good turn each time, each day, whatever it is, or you know, it's, it's easier to be good than bad. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he asked us if we have any customer service-related rants. Probably. Yes. Probably. I know um, one topic I think we're going to have to cover at some point is going back and having a chat about all our old uh, temping jobs when we were in oh, our teens, mate. early 20s. I think there's a lot of oh, yes. in that. That's a great one. Put that so on the notepad. Yeah, I'll put that, I'm going to write that in the notes for next week. One. Yeah, tempting jobs. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, thanks. Uh, he left us a review on iTunes, which was great. Um, yep, thanks, thanks, John. Uh, if anyone else can leave us a review on iTunes, please do. That really helps us get um, get noticed. Uh, if uh, there's anything you want to... Oh, and if you want to check out uh, John's podcast, Play Vault, please do. Um, I, I, I just want so to thanks, can I, John. Can I chuck in one. I, I've released an album... Um, Oh yeah! Hey, here we go. Glass ceiling. I don't think anyone's probably listening at this point. They've already all switched off. Going, oh yeah, but I, I released an album. Yeah, glass if ceiling. anybody's noticed that Jeremy and his dulcet tones, and he has a little bit of musical talent in there. You are a talented. Come person. and feel the love, all two inches. So you went and wrote an album. I did. Well, I, I just wanted to. You know, I just before, I'm going to be forty um, next week, and um, I just sort of thought. I just got to guess this this sort of thing out, so I wrote an album and um, I put it on there. It, it's a it's a guys out there. It's an album to drink wine and have a meal with with your your missus. It's not something that's going to like rock your world. It's a nice soft edgy kind of like thing. If you like Nick Drake and um, someone singing about various different things, then you'll probably like that. I don't even know who Nick Drake yeah. is. 
<laughs> it's wasted on me, isn't it? But anyway, yeah, glass ceiling. It's on iTunes. It, it'll if you buy it, keeps my son in nappies. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't have. I have listened to it. Should I? But there we go. No, you should. Yeah, I've listened to it. It's oh, very thanks. good. I haven't listened to it at all. <laughs> no, I did. I went through it. It's good. Buy it. <laughs> You've sold it. Please. Just go over the curiosity factor. Oh, la, la, la. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to follow us, Twitter at TransRant. And actually, you I did get an email. email this week. I got an email from a... Um, um, Oh, well, you did as well. We need to just give a shout-out to you him, don't we? You haven't... Uh, yeah, Alex yeah, Jenkins. Alex, thanks, mate. Um, you were asking how you could help. Honestly, if you can give us a review or anything like that, or send in ideas, um, you know, that... that yeah, if you have rants and want to send them in, we'll go over yeah. them. Don't, don't be, shy. be shy out there. If you're, if you're quiet listeners, honestly, um, or you want to stay under the radar, just use a pseudonym, you know. Just have your main email name, and then and then just put it from Bertie. Okay. Or John, John Mouse. Mouse. I do like John Mouse. Mate. John, <laughs> spread the word, mate. Alex, spread the word. Yeah, so you can email Jeremy at transatlanticrants.com or Fraser at transatlanticrants.com. Probably best to email Jeremy, because everyone gets my name wrong. Uh, follow us, Twitter, at transrants. And that is probably about it, I believe. Um, I'm going to uh, go off and start enjoying my weekend. And, uh, yeah, okay, so we're done. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening. Yes, thank you, Jeremy. Thanks all. And uh, I will catch you soon. Oh, we didn't get to Looper, but it doesn't matter because it was toilet. (laughs) We'll review that next week. Okay. All right, have a good one. Piel de lagarto, piel de lagarto. Caliente como el sol del mediodía, abrazando el aire. Piel de lagarto, piel de lagarto. Caliente como el sol del mediodía, abrazando el aire.